Hello, Assalamualaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And I'm here to rant because I am frankly so freaking tired of people. I mean, one would think that, you know, people would learn to adjust themselves according to the condition, according to the situation. But the problem with the people here is, and that's probably the main reason why I'm losing it, why I feel it's getting harder and harder for me to tolerate people or to be patient, is because people are just refusing to change themselves, regardless of the situation and condition. If anything, they're changing themselves for the worse. If anything, they're showing their selfish, narcissistic, pathetic traits, their unethical, dishonest, unprofessional traits even more. For example, why the sudden new fashion, why the sudden new trend of your skilled labor coming late? These are the people who at least kept their profession timings where they knew that they should come in the morning and they should get their work done by daytime and then get lost, you know. But no, now suddenly it's okay for them to come in the evening, in the evening, just before sunset. And then they would do half the, their job and then they would say, oh, it's late. We need to go. You freaking dum-dums. What the frack do you think you're doing? I mean, what what is this? I mean, do you people, no wonder you people don't get any work. No wonder you're losing clients. No wonder it's harder and harder for you people to come across any work. First of all, you do you do so much weird stuff, okay? You don't do your job properly. You come late. You know, you act as if you're all that. You don't even get the work done properly. You want the full amount for half the job. You c- and then you suddenly say, oh, it's time for us to leave. It's late. Did we call you at sunset? You wasted the whole day. You know, it doesn't matter who they are. Plumbers, electricians, um, freaking solar people. Yeah, I have a beef here with the solar people as well. We've installed the solar system, as you know. And as you know, the solar system installers who are also being paid a yearly subscription by us to maintain the system, they have disturbed me a lot as you know i've done podcasts on how long and how much they've disturbed me and instead of getting better they also are just getting worse now they always seem to think it's okay for them to come later and later they take three four days even months to fix one tiny job because they will always send me somebody new the first time around it is understood it is part of your business ethics it is common sense that you always send the same person who has worked on the system to check the system but no they will always send me somebody new then that person will reach his limits while he says he doesn't know or he doesn't understand and then they have to send the same person who's worked on the system again why the frack can't you send that same person to me the first time around I've told them time and again the amount of huge losses I've incurred because of all the delays they've caused me, because my work suffers, because I have to stand with them when they do their work, because they take hours, even when they do their regular maintenance, which, oh, by the way, I'm paying them for maintenance, but what do they do as maintenance? 
Okay, so I was interrupted and I'll have to check again what it is I was saying. Although I very well actually know what I was saying. So let me just go on with that, I guess. Yeah, so the electricians and the plumbers, you know, and the solar system people. Yeah, maintenance. Exactly, that's where I was. So, maintenance. I'm paying them a yearly subscription for maintenance. And what do they think maintenance is? They don't clean the panels. No, I have to do that. I have to clean the panels. They don't check the wiring properly in case there's any tripping problems. No, I have to call my electrician and pay him separately to check the wiring. All they do when they waste two hours, they waste literally two hours every time they come for their maintenance. What do they do? They stand in front of the tablet, the screen. They just finger it. They dab at it. They check the data. And that's it. And then I remind them to please hit the blower, you know, just blower the, the whole damn thing out to clean it. Which the last two times they refused because those are those again new people. There were new people who had never worked on my site before. And they were like, no, somebody else will come and do it. Yeah. Somebody else came and did it. So I have had uninvited visits from them only to waste two hours of my day so that the actual maintenance should be done by me by my father by my nephew and by my electrician isn't that amazing so these standards it's not that Pakistan ever actually had any standards to begin with when it came to business ethics but you know the really really old people in the industry be it retail, um, be it blue-collar skilled laborers, you know, they had at least some sense of ethics, some, some sense of professional code, at least with regards to timings and with regards to how they're dealing with their customers. But now it's all out the window. Everything's out the window. It's like, you know, free for all. That's how it is. Everybody is just displaying an amplified mode of their otherwise normally selfish, narcissistic, inconsiderate characteristics. Yeah. So people are already very selfish and narcissists. They're already very dishonest. They're already very unreliable. After all, this is why our country has reached where it is today. There, nobody can question that. There is no question about that. The only way a country can reach this point is if its own people have such characteristics of being inconsiderate, of being selfish, and of being narcissistic. And our people collectively and individually are just that. I'll give you a small example even. Now, the, the fact that the government is now deliberately creating a shortage crisis of gas, of natural gas, which I will repeat, we have at least 200 years worth of reserves of. So that forces us to time ourselves and organize ourselves, literally to the point where we even have to time ourselves as to which day, which time can we actually have our bath or have a shower. You think it's easy? It's not easy for somebody like me who has, or anybody else really, who has never timed. I mean, we just jump into a hot shower whenever we wish to because most of us have always had our geysers on throughout the year. 
it's hardly ever been so that we would suddenly think about turning off the geyser in the summers. Because we all have gas geysers and gas is very, very cheap. So, first, they created a shortage of gas. Second, they tripled the amount of gas usage. The bill, right? So, we know that from 4 p.m. to 9.30 p.m., we definitely have full power, full pressure of gas. So, we have to time our showers accordingly, right? It pisses everybody off, but it's something we have to do. Now, at the same time, we know that throughout the day we have gas, but the pressure is usually between low to medium, which means that if we turn on the geyser in the morning, chances are that by 12 p.m., if we turn on something else, like the stove or a heater, the geyser will turn off because the pressure is not enough. This is why we time our showers now accordingly, that okay, in the evenings from 4 p.m. to half past nine, best time to shower. We have to do that. But now if somebody's suddenly going to throw a tantrum and say, oh, you know, I want to have my shower at this time, why can't the geyser be on at that time? You know, I mean, what the hell? What is wrong with you? You know, seriously, what is wrong with you? Yes, many of us have electric geysers, but again, electric geysers are expensive, so most of us do not have electric geysers because gas geysers are larger. Um, they require very less gas to heat up a lot of water. They have huge storage tanks. They're, they're a staple, okay? With electric geysers, you have to get smaller, compact, more compact geysers um, either you put the small ones in each bathroom, or if you opt for a larger one, you have to you connect um, two to three bathrooms to it. That's fine. It works just the same way as a gas geyser does, except on electricity. But here's the problem. It uses a lot of power. Okay, so now you have to look for one that uses less power. Again, it doesn't matter then. What matters is most people don't have solar. Not everybody has solar. Okay, those who have solar, they can connect their geysers to their, you know, solar outlets. And so they will always have power. But those who don't, what with the eight, eight hours of load shedding, two, two hours of load shedding, you know, you have to now turn, now people are going towards instant uh, electric geysers. But again, tankless geysers are good for only immediate use. You turn them on, you get hot water immediately, you turn it off, that's it. But when you or again, the kind of person who wants to be able to have your bath any time of the day. Tankless geysers are kind of useless. You need a proper geyser. So, nowadays, again, it doesn't matter if they're tankless or otherwise. But no, actually, yeah, the normal conventional electric geysers, they have tripled the amount in price. That means these geysers normally would cost you between four to 7,000 rupees. Now, those geysers that cost you between four to 7,000 rupees, they are now 20 to 27,000 rupees. Those that cost you eight, between eight and 10,000 rupees are now 30 plus thousand rupees. Why? Because it's cold, there's demand. So anybody's asking any price, you know, as is always the case. So when people blindly panic and go and buy these electric geysers, which they will only use for one month, just one month, after which the weather will break, 
and you know the temperature will rise and you wouldn't really need those geysers again until again till the end of the year for one month so why would you waste your money and go and buy an electric geyser for a hundred times more of its actual price when you can wait another month and get it for its actual price you know and we can just weather out this month by timing ourselves you know as per the gas supply timings i mean this is how a normal person with common sense would adjust himself but this shows you how our people do not care about such kind of common sense all they care about is their immediate immediate gratification and that is exactly what consumerism is built on your immediate gratification you will spend 10 years regretting this decision that you are you that you've actually taken but you will do it again and again and again because you now have that choice of immediate gratification so common sense goes out the window and everybody wants to be paid the full amount or more for putting in less effort and they think that this is smart work this is not smart work smart work does not mean putting in less effort it just means timing your work in a smart way so that you don't use extensive useless effort but you put the right amount of effort within the right amount of time frame that is smart working okay this is not smart working where you do half a job and then you say oh we're late but you want the full amount of money this is not a professional or or ethical outlook when you cannot even do the job properly but you insist that you can and then you ruin things and you say oh i know i've ruined things but you still need to pay me and then you have to pay somebody else to come and fix that shit this this attitude of our people which they refuse to change this will continue to lead our country towards doom because our people are just too selfish they're too intent on their gratification they're too intent on me 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 it's always me 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 so it's they're so inconsiderate and they're so uselessly pathetically reckless and careless and they don't care about anybody and that is you know these are the traits that always lead a country to collapse if you will not care about other people and you will only care about yourself and everybody's going to care about themselves then obviously a country will collapse and people still don't care they still don't care that their attitude is what is ruining this country or is what's ruining their own lives no 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 they're still thinking of short term you know um profits they're still thinking of in immediate gratification they're still thinking of how to fulfill their own temptations they're still thinking of their own comfort and to hell with everybody else for example the electrician that comes late to your house does he realize that now whatever you had whatever jobs you had to do throughout the day you couldn't get done because you were waiting for them and then whatever jobs you had lined up for the next half of the day 
have been delayed again because they've come late. And when, when one person is not punctual, a whole line of people suffer. And that is again something that people in Pakistan do not understand or they just don't care. They don't care to understand that there's just, that is why, you know, in Islam, you, you call yourselves Muslims, but again, I'll say the people of Pakistan are actually not Muslims. They don't even know the basics of Islam and they don't care. You know, they just think that because they're born in Muslim families, so, oh yeah, they're Muslims and they're going to get all, this is the same thing with Christians and Jews, you know. We all think that, you know, we're Muslims, we're Christians, we're Jews. So as soon as we're born in these families, as soon as we're born into this faith, so we're automatically going to get the reward. No, we're not. You have to earn it. Just because you're born a Muslim doesn't mean you will die a Muslim. Same for a Christian or a Jew. You have to earn it. You have to earn that faith reward. Okay? You won't get it like that. And one of the most important things about being a Muslim is punctuality. In Islam, punctuality is everything. It's everything. And it is everything for a reason. God swears by time. There is a whole chapter in which God swears by time. The name of the chapter is time. And when he says by time, verily man is in loss. You know. Except those who exhort others to do good and accept. So you need to understand that. By time, verily man is in loss. Time does not wait for you. Time will go in its own speed. Okay, so whenever you, because of your stupidity, cause somebody else loss, that loss of time cannot even be compensated by God, by the way. It's not like he's going to send you back into this life and make you do a do-over. We cannot relive this life. That's not how it works. Once this life ends, we have to go back to the life we came from. So whenever you cause somebody any loss in time, that loss cannot be compensated. That is a huge loss. And that is a loss that can reach to literally your doom in eternity. When you're late for something, you make the other person late who's depending on you. And then the job doesn't get right on time. And then that job suffers from delays, the person suffers from delays, and then at the end of the day, there's a whole chain of consequences that goes on. And you just took your money and went for wasting that person's time, for not even doing your job properly. That is haram. In Islam, that is also haram ki kamai. That is haram khori. Okay? That money that you got, that was not rightly earned. So you may think that, oh, who cares that you were late? Who cares you wasted that person's time? Who cares you couldn't get all the job done? You were there. You did something. You need to be paid. Yeah. No. That's not how it works. And here we are, you know. I mean, imagine, look at the weather conditions. Look at the crisis that people have put us at or in. Look at the crisis the government has put us in. Look at the stupidity of the army, of the establishment. They're all selfish. They're all showing their selfish, narcissistic, inconsiderate characteristics. And we're suffering, aren't we? So why can't we change ourselves? 
That is my question. My question is, what the frack is wrong with you people? What is it that is wrong with you people? This is me signing out. It's too cold. My hands are practically numb. Despite the fact that, you know. But anyway, so hope you're all. Hope you will all actually learn to be a little more considerate. To understand the importance of how little things matter. This, this sentence that we always say, little things matter. You need to understand fully the impact of how little things matter. I hope people you know, learn to get better. I hope people learn to change themselves for the better. I hope people actually learn the bitter consequences of their reckless, inconsiderate, selfish acts. And, the, and uh, you know, but again, this is, this is not something that will actually happen. I don't expect it to happen. It hasn't happened in over 70 years. The people have just gotten worse instead of better. I expect them to get even worse. So... This is me showing how hopeless I am with no hope for our people or anybody in general. Look at the USA, look at UK. They have exposed themselves to the world. They have exposed themselves to the world. Now the whole world can see that when most countries said that the UK and the USA were the true villains in this whole story, you know, that they're hypocrites and they're liars. And they're provoking war amongst countries, you know. So when people say that, now it is, you know, it's proved to be correct. And still the world is debating on how to deal with it. It's amazing. It's just amazing. I don't know what the Western world is teaching their children, really. I mean, when I look at my Instagram and stuff, and I look at my fellow writers from the Western world raising mindful kids and writing storybooks for kids, and what are you teaching your kids? What exactly are you teaching your kids? That it's okay for the Jews to occupy the Muslims because we persecuted the Jews and we kicked them out of Europe, which was their real homeland, and then we pretended um, to be apologetic and we decided to let them occupy a Muslim country that gave them refuge. So that as long as they're away from us, as long as, you know, we can just use them to manipulate other countries and to steal from other Muslim countries, you know, it's okay. So that's what you're teaching your kids. That's how you're raising mindful kids, maybe. Yeah, well, that's how you're writing children's stories. I can see that. Well, this is me signing out. Khuda Hafiz.